Good morning and welcome to the Church of Jesus Christ in Mesa, Arizona. Um, I'm thankful again for another opportunity to be here. And I'm thankful for when there's chaos all around us to know who is still on his throne. And I'm thankful to know that Jesus Christ is still alive in our lives. And I want to start off with the scripture today before we go into our preaching service. And it comes from the Book of Mormon and Mosiah, the 29th chapter, and says, And now I desire that this inequality should be no more in this land, especially among this my people. But I desire that this land be a land of liberty, and every man may enjoy his rights and privileges alike. So long as the Lord sees fit that we may live and inherit the land, yea, even as long as any of our posterity remains upon the face of this land. You see, the Lord created all of us equally. He gave us all rights. And as you'll hear today, the Lord gave us many rights to choose. And most importantly, I pray that you might choose Jesus Christ in your life. You see, because as all of that chaos surrounds us, we understand that through his love, we can overcome anything. Let us pray today. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Most importantly, Lord, we thank you for your love, for you loved us so much, you sent us the most precious gift. You sent us your son, Jesus Christ, into this world for each and every one of us. That every man and woman who are listening today, every man and woman upon the face of this earth might have the opportunity to choose your son, might have the opportunity to choose eternal life in him, And I pray today that you might open our hearts, that you would open our minds, that we would be receptive to your message. And I pray for our country, Lord, and all of our brothers and sisters as uh, chaos and turmoil surrounds us, that we're reminded of the words of the scripture. Lord, that we've all been given these rights and liberty and equality through your son, Jesus Christ. So I pray that you might bless us today. I pray that everything that we say and do might be to your honor and to your glory. I pray that you would be with our brother Pete as he leads us. Thank you for the love, again, of your son, Jesus Christ, who he has for each and every one of us. We ask this in his name. Amen. So with that, we'll open with a song, and I'll turn it over to brother Pete. Rather believe, rather believe in you. 
that see. Fear is the motivator, but where can the victory be? Though the signs of troubled tribes are tempting to receive, rather trust in the good news that my Jesus said me. say good morning to everyone and um, I hope you feel the way that I do that you want to rather believe in the Lord than anything else that is going on you know um, that song was written uh, 40 years ago I was a young man uh, just making my covenant with the Lord I uh, had just been a new Christian about a year and I brought this song to my my buddies and the church my my young brothers who we sang together as a trio. Um, they were both my cousins, and uh, one has gone on to his reward as a young man at 30. And we wanted to sing this song. And it, you know, life was crazy back then. Uh, we had double-digit inflation. Uh, we had interest rates that were 18%. Uh, Lord knows I and Wendy, my wife, opened a business up, and we went belly up in about a, a, a 18 months. Um, we survived. Thank God. <laughs> um, gas lines and shortages of fuel, and you had to have a, a, a number when it was time for you to get gas, an off day or an even day. It was crazy. Then this song came out. We didn't have the internet back then, so the morning paper was what you looked at to see what the news of the day was. And it was fear everywhere. A little bit like today. Not much has changed, except different issues, isn't there? brothers and sisters and friends this morning. 
Well, you know, how we face these issues and how we actually face our day and face our lives is all a matter of choices. And that's my message this morning. Choices, a gift from God. And, and I hope that maybe um, we can uh, look at this scriptures and look at this topic and we can see that, wow, you know, it really matters. It matters that we really pay attention to the choices that we make. Um, you know, I, I will say to you, I, uh, this week I have a birthday coming up. I'm, I'm not going to tell you how old I am. It's, that's between me and my, my Lord and my wife. Uh, no, I'm teasing. It's, uh, you know, I, I look at life. You know, the scripture says that uh, the age of man is three score and ten plus a few. You know, if, if by strength you get a few. Um, and today through technology and through, you know, wonderful advances in medical science, I kind of look at life in, in thirds, right? You've got zero to 30, 30 to 60, and 60 to 90. Well, I'll just say to you that I, I'm, I'm in the back third. Um, but I'm at, the, I'm at the young end of that, and I feel young, uh, praise God. But you know, when I look at my life, brothers and sisters, and, and, and um, um, basically, and we'll go to the first slide, who I am and what I am, where I live, what I've done, all of that has been a series of choices. And you know, for those of you that subscribed this morning, I'm, I'm going to just uh, make you laugh a little bit. You know, the brothers that are here today, and they're in the congregation, and my lovely wife's here today, um, you know me, I, I like to hear an amen. I, I, I have to hear participation. That's who Brother Pete is. You're with me, I'll say, in the congregation, and I'll hear amen. So if you want to go ahead and type, and those of you, the subscribers, amen, Bomb it out. Don't be afraid. Let AJ and Brother Austin know you're, you're with me. Say amen. Okay? I will say to you that our choices are our own. And in turn, when we make them, okay, they turn around and make us who we are. I've made thousands of choices in my life, brothers and sisters and friends, this morning. Some of them were just bad choices. And then some of them were awesome choices. Just awesome. I was this skinny little kid in high school. And I, uh, I was sitting at a table in a home economics class just trying to get an elective to get a graduate, just, just as we've seen some of our graduates in our congregation uh, celebrate last uh, two nights ago. I just wanted to get my diploma. But little did I know that at that table, my future wife, uh, this year will be 42 years, was sitting at that table. And she had her eye on me. I was looking at everybody, you know, I wasn't, but she had her eye on me. And I accepted an invitation from her. It was a girl-ass boy dance. I made a choice. I didn't want to go with her at first. But one of her friends said, don't you dare hurt her. She is the most unbelievable, sweet girl you'll ever meet in your life. You're going. And uh, so I said, OK, I'll go. And um, if you ever watched the uh, wonderful Disney cartoon, Bambi, where Thumper gets Twitter-pated, 
Well, after that date, I was Twitter-pated. And the rest is history. Two years later, we got married. Five years later, we had children. And uh, all along the way, March the 23rd, 1980, her and I both made a covenant to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, our life has been blessed. You know, some of our decisions and our choices are mundane, aren't they? Uh, I had to pick what I was going to eat today. I had to pick what I was going to wear. I picked some of the music I listened to this morning. I picked to pray this morning. I chose that. Some of our choices, brothers and sisters and friends this morning, are so important and they're so crucial. I will even say that they're, some of our choices are irreversible. You make a choice, some choices, eh, they, they last a day and you change it out the next day, right? I'll dare, guarantee you I'll wear different clothes tomorrow. But some choices we make, brothers and sisters and friends, we can't change. They're irreversible. Because our choices matter, the word of God, it speaks about it, and it speaks about it often. I'm going to go to uh, Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter. Hopefully, um, maybe you can understand this scripture. Um, but I will tell you a little bit about this scripture. Moses was now 120 years old. And he wasn't going to get into the promised land. He already knew that because he made a bad choice. He had many good choices, Moses, but he made a bad choice. And so now he's got the children of Israel in front of him, and he says, we need to have a talk. I need to help you choose. I need to help you make good decisions because I'm going. I'm leaving you. I'm going to leave you with a capable man, but I'm going. And so he says to them, this is what God is going to tell you today. You know, I want to tell you something. And we're going to get into this a little late in the presentation. God knows you need to make a choice. And so he doesn't leave us alone, does he? And we'll talk about that in a second. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. Wow. You talk about a fork in the road. Next verse. A blessing if you obey my commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. And the last verse, and a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. But turn aside out of the way, which is the way of the Lord, which I've commanded you this day to go after other gods, which ye have not known. Do you remember what happened the moment they went into the wilderness, brothers and sisters? The moment they went into the desert. Moses went to get the word of God. Okay. Now, they had already got the gospel. I want you to understand what happened here. Paul calls it out. They were baptized. They had the, the Holy Spirit filled them. They drank from that spiritual rock, which was Jesus, Paul said. They were baptized in the sea and in the cloud. And what did they do? The scripture says that while Moses was up on the mountain, they rose up to play. And man, did they play. And Aaron, who was the high priest, they, they basically pressured him and they made a golden calf and they were naked and they partied and it was bad. And God, while he was on the mountain, said, Moses, the people have defiled themselves and so step aside that my wrath might wax hot. He was going to take them out. 
And Moses interceded. What, what a type of Jesus that Moses was. Moses went down from the mountain, and you know, he had a temper. And he got so upset that he threw down the plates, the tablets. And you remember what happened? He basically called them out and said, those of you that want to serve the Lord, you stand over here. And those of you that don't, you watch and see the justice of God. And when he said that, and there were people, there were people that just did not want to serve God. And the desert opened up and swallowed them up. So brothers and sisters, friends this morning, we're going to choose life, God's life. He's our blessing. He's our strength, our health. And not just for us, our families. I want you to understand something today, that our choices are just not only our own and affect us. Sometimes they affect all around us, do they not? Our choices that maybe sometimes we just don't even think about or we just have a weak moment. They affect others. Those that are in our care, our children and our grandchildren. Joshua. Now it moves on to Joshua. And Joshua's now at the end of his life. And he is old. And he has now taken them into the promised land. That was his role, right? And now they're in the land. <laughs> he was heading for a more mightier promised land than Canaan. Let me tell you, Joshua was heading to paradise. And he exhorts them with these words. Let's go to Joshua 24th chapter. And we're going to go to the 15th verse. And, and basically, he's asking a question. Um... That's okay. Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Look, look at this decision that the people had to make. Are you going to serve other gods, he's asking them? Or are you going to serve the God which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the other side of the Jordan or the other side of, of um, where they came from? The gods of the Amorites, in whose land you were dwelling. But then Joshua stops him. You're going to go serve the god of the Amorites? You're going to go serve the god in Egypt? The gods that you came out of across the flood in the Red Sea? Or are you going to serve the god of Israel? You know, Joshua says at the end of his life, you do whatever you need to do. It's your choice. I'm trying to persuade you. I'm trying to entreat you. But as for me and my house, oh, what a leader he was. We will serve the Lord God. So I want to ask you this morning, as I exhort you with these words, my brothers and sisters and friends, to those of you this morning that are listening, those of you this morning that maybe are new to Christ and you're learning and you're feasting. We've had some people, I'm so happy that even in this time, we have, we have people that are seeking Jesus. They're on our, our meetings and they're in our testimony services and I'm stirred by it. And so I, I want to speak directly to you today. Those of you that are seeking Jesus, maybe in this crisis and you want to know who he is. I want to exhort you today to choose life. 
Who will you serve today? Because I want to tell you, we're going to serve somebody and something. Who will, who will influence us? Will non-believers influence us? Will the media, the news, the narrative that they speak, I don't care which side you're on, because by the way, there's no middle anymore. I don't know where it's at. Will it influence you? What will you choose? And I want to tell you this morning, and all of us, at one time or another, that's why the, the, the word of God calls us sinners, at one time or another we chose sin. That's why we needed a savior. And I want to tell you, for those of us that chose sin, or that choose sin, Yeah, it might be maybe a pleasure for a season, maybe even happiness for a while. But I will tell you today, it is a proven fact. It will not last. It is not everlasting joy. So, this beautiful scripture. Uh, can we advance the slide? There we go. Uh-oh. This beautiful, beautiful uh, scripture in the Book of Mormon. Now, it's one thing about the Book of Mormon I love. Is the Bible is, uh, especially in the Old Testament, we, we read about men and women have choices, right? But boy, Lehi, like early in the Book of Mormon, Lehi gives a discourse on this that's just amazing to his son Jacob. Lehi in this beautiful, beautiful scripture, says, wherefore, men are free according to the flesh. Is that amazing? Is that amazing? What a gift from God that we're free, as A.J. spoke, free and have liberty, and even more so in Christ Jesus. And all things are given them which are expedient unto man. Or in other words, the necessities that we need God gave them to us, right? Even a freedom of choosing. And they are free to choose liberty and eternal life through the great mediation of all men. I'm going to touch on that in a second. Don't just gloss over that. Through the, or to choose captivity and death according to the captivity and power of the devil, for he seeketh that all men might be miserable like unto himself. We'll go to the next verse. And now, my sons, I would that you should look to the great mediator. Who is that this morning? You could chat. Those of you that are chatting, you could call it out. I'll give you a hint. Our church bears his name. It's Jesus. Paul says, I, I know of one mediator who is the man Jesus. He sits between God and us, reconciling us to God. That's, that's what Lehi was speaking of here. And hearken unto his great commandments and be faithful unto his words and choose eternal life according to his holy will. It's what God wants for us, but he lets us choose. Now, we learned Wednesday night, Sister Renee Scalero, our beautiful sister, led us in a wonderful lesson, right? That sometimes God, like, he just snatches us. You ever have a young child those of you that are parents, and you know they're heading for a major problem. And as a parent, I remember one time my young brother Joey, we lived on a busy highway, and my dad was in the barber shop. He was a barber. 
He looked out the window of the barbershop, which sat right on the highway, and there was Joey, maybe four years old, three years old, ready to go out into the busy state highway. My dad's knees got weak. <laughs> and he went, he didn't have time to ask Joey if, you know, what's your opinion? You want to make a choice, son? My father went down there, and he didn't spook him because he was afraid he was going to go out into the highway, but he gently grabbed him by the shirt and pulled him back, and then I'll just say there was a correction lesson coming after that. <laughs> Sometimes God does that with us. Praise the Lord, right? But we have the ability to choose. Let's go to the next verse. Or not choose eternal death. According to the will of the flesh and the evil which is therein, which giveth the spirit of the devil power to captivate, to bring you down to hell, that he may reign over you in his kingdom. So we have two choices. We could choose eternal life with Jesus through that great mediator gives us this wonderful gift. Or we could choose, you know what we could choose to do? Nothing. Just nothing. And that's what's awaiting us. Because without Jesus, there's this. I don't read anywhere in the scriptures where there's four or five things in between. Liberty, go back to the PowerPoint, eternal life, it equals eternal life, liberty. Captivity equals death. And you might think you're free, and you might choose not to take Jesus as your savior. I got to tell you this morning, this is where the Book of Mormon is so clear. It says you're in captivity. Oh, I'm free, though. No, no, Brother Pete, I'm free. No, you're not. No, you're captive to the devil. You're captive to your sin and your lusts and all of the, the sicknesses of this life that we were born into because of the fall. Remember this, main, this same scripture says that Adam fell that men might be and men are that they might have joy. Men are that they choose Jesus Christ this morning. That's why they have joy. If I would say to Brother Lehi this morning, it's because of Christ Jesus that we have joy. There's no other reason. Otherwise, God would have not gave the gospel of Jesus Christ to Adam and Eve the moment they fell from the garden. So we go on to the next slide. Now, Christ, I'm going to finish up with this. And Christ tells us that <laughs> we're, in, we're in a way here, okay? The way. No, it's not Broadway. You know that beautiful song that George Benson sings on Broadway? You know, no, 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 it's not Broadway. Broadway's nice. This isn't the Broadway we want. Make sure you're on the right road today. How do I know that, Brother Pete? How do I know if I'm on the right road? We're going to get to that in a second. There's a, there's a solemn warning from Jesus. It's found in Matthew, and let's read this. Two verses, so beautiful. Matthew, the seventh chapter, beginning with the 13th verse. It says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, okay? For wide is the gate, and broad is the way. See, that's where I get Broadway. That leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Now the next verse. 
because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few be there that find it. Now, you know, I want to say to you this morning, I want to ask you a question. Why is it? Maybe Brother Austin and Brother AJ and Sister Wendy, maybe you could answer this. I don't know. Why is it that Jesus says few be that find it? Well, while they're pondering that, I'll give you my thoughts. One time an old brother apostle in our church, it's in our church history book, first one, first volume. His name was Brother Nichols. He speaks on this subject. And you want to know why a few be that find it? Well, you must conclude, brothers and sisters and friends this morning, that they made a choice of not entering in the way Jesus said. No, Lord, I'll believe, but I, I just don't need baptism. No, Lord, I'll believe, but, but I, I, I want to believe in other things, too. I want to have my mind open. I want to have my options open. You know what Jesus said? Ye that enter in, not by the way of the door, because I am the door, you are a thief or a robber. There's only one way, and that's the way that Jesus said. For he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto me but through the Father, and the Father draws them. And on a flip side, no man comes to the Father unless Christ be lifted up. Brothers and sisters, let's go back to the PowerPoint. Every person's on a journey, and it leads either to life or death, Jesus is saying. There's no in-between. That's how serious this is. And I told you that if you do nothing, it's death. One way is easy, it's broad, and it's got a lot of distraction, and it looks phenomenal. It has flowers on either side, and flashing neon lights, and high tech, and it is, it's just special effects galore. And then there's this other way, that is narrow and hard. But I will tell you, it's filled with great blessings. Can I get an amen from you three this morning? Amen, it's filled with blessings. And many take the easy way. Many take the easy way because they don't want to follow the gospel commandments that are so easy, aren't they? God makes them easy. Jesus makes them easy. And when our heart is, is surrendering, how easy it is to make the right choice this morning. You know, all the Lord is saying to us, he's saying, make sure you're on the right road. You ever, you ever make a choice and you sit and you wonder and you weep bitterly, how did I end up here? How did I end up here? How did I get to this place in my life? I'm so miserable. I've been there, brothers and sisters. We've all been there. Whether it's just an attitude or a mindset, whether it's physically we're not in a great place, we've been there because of bad choices. And I want to tell you this morning, Jesus is there to rescue us. He's always there to take you from the Broadway and all the distractions and bring you in the straight and narrow way. Jesus is there. 
Oh, how God not only, not only cares about what your choices are today, if you don't think he cares, you are so misled and mistaken. He cares about everything you do. And I want to tell you today, he's constantly entreating us and, and, and exhorting us and, and, and drawing us that we might make the right choice. Lastly, I want to say to you that I want to give you some instructions and I want to leave you. I don't want to leave you without some instructions this morning as a minister of the gospel. I want to give you instructions that God gives us through his word. Number one, these choices can make or break our lives. These choices could set us in a blessing or a curse this morning. These choices can give us life or give us death. And so first and foremost, I want to tell you this morning, when you're facing a choice, stop immediately and read the word of God. And there is the answer for your choice. Read the word of God this morning. Put it on a billboard, I want to tell you this morning. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean by that? God's answer is for everyone. And so when you find the answer through his word, put it on a billboard. You know what God told the children of Israel? I want you to write the answer on your forehead, on the palms of your hands, on the gateposts of your house. I want your children to be rehearsing it at the dinner table. I want my answers and my word to be on a billboard for all to see. It's plain. It's precious. It's not confusing. God will never confuse you when you have to make a choice. That's how much he cares about you. Now, you know what else he asked us to do after you read his word? Wait. Wait. You know why we make bad choices, brothers and sisters and friends, this morning? We don't wait on God. We're impatient. Wait, God's revelation to us has an appointed time. Can I get an amen on that one? We want Zion to come. We want the choice here to come. We want this. We want that. Hurry up on destruction, Lord, so that Zion comes. I want you to understand this morning, God has an appointed time for everything. And I'm going to sit and labor for the Lord in the time that I've been given, not looking to the future, anticipating, looking with, to the future with hope, yes. But I'm going to live in my day and work for the Lord Jesus and bring this gospel to people. And it will not prove false, his revelation. No, no. It might linger. You might think it's never going to come. But I will tell you that it will come. And then you make your choice. Lastly, remember, brothers and sisters, I just gave you a little inkling on how long I've lived. And I will tell you that I have a wealth of experience behind me of how God has dealt with me and my choices. And I need to remember that I need to live, the righteous live by faith, that's an amen. You could type it out right now in all capitals. The righteous, they live by faith. Faith in Christ. Faith is the victory. 
you know, brothers and sisters, I want to live my life as an example of faith in the Lord, an example of the resurrection of Jesus. That resurrection power that Christ has and had and gave to us as an example. I want to live by that. I want my life to be an example of that resurrection power of Jesus. That's living by faith. No crisis, no problem is too big for the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Oh, remember the good choices that you made and the victories. And if you uh, maybe are a little younger and you don't have a repertoire of good choices yet built up, go seek out the older brothers and sisters and friends that you have that have great examples of victories in their lives. Trophies. Trophies. You know what David did with Goliath? He put that armor and even the head of Goliath as a trophy. It stayed in his tent. Can you imagine the armor of Goliath staying in David's tent that he might see as a trophy God's power and what it did? The next time he faced a God, a, a, another giant, he looked at that and said, well, the Lord delivered me from the bear and the lion, and then Goliath, what can't he do for me? I love this song. I'm going to end with this. And if you think for one minute, can you advance that slide, uh, Micah? Micah, there you go. If you think for one minute <laughs> that this is it, let, let's, let's look at this beautiful, old, timeless hymn. This is a hymn right out of the Reformation that I love. This is my Father's world. Oh, let me not forget that though the wrong seems oft so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my father's world. The battle is not done. I say praise the Lord to that. Jesus who died. Oh, my brothers and sisters and friends, he will be satisfied and earth. And heaven won. And that's the kingdom of Zion, brothers and sisters. Choose the right. Choose the good. Choose Jesus Christ. May God bless you, my brothers and sisters and friends. Today is my humble prayer in Jesus' name. Certainly enjoyed the words of our brother today. And, and I pray that uh, you are inspired to choose blessings and not cursings. Um, you know, that first scripture in Deuteronomy, uh, so beautiful, and, and all the scriptures that were referenced, and, and the word of God is beautiful, because when we dive into it, as Brother Pete gave us some instructions there, um, you dive into the word of God, we realize that the men and women that we read about in these stories, um, they're really not that different than us. They lived in a different time, and they had maybe some different challenges, but they're just like us, and we face challenges just like they did, and they had the option to choose blessing or cursing, 
And so with Brother Pete's words today, our inspiration is that you would choose blessings in your life. That you would choose Jesus Christ, the great mediator that was referenced um, by Lehi in that second uh, chapter of 2 Nephi. And, you know, at the end of that verse, uh, those verses that Brother Pete was referencing in that chapter, Lehi says this to his sons, who he's rehearsing this story to, or in, uh, providing these words to. I have spoken these few words unto you all, my sons, he references his sons, in the last days of my probation, and I have chosen the good part according to the words of the prophet, and I have none other object save it be the everlasting welfare of your souls. Amen. And my brothers and I that are assembled here, all men and women who try and put that message on the billboard of their hearts when they make those choices for Jesus Christ, it's that it would be a sign to those of hope and of encouragement that it would be to your everlasting life with Jesus Christ, the great mediator. And so we proclaim this today. It's good news. The gospel is good news. And so that's why we share it today with you. Because it's good news in our own life. Brother, Sher Brother Pete shared uh, even his, a little bit of his testimony. And the Lord coming into his life and changing his life. And I'll share a little bit about mine too. Because, you know, in 1992, the Lord was kind of the furthest thing from my mind. I had just graduated from high school. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. And the Lord came in and started tapping on my heart. And I pushed it away. I was choosing what I thought was the right way. And the Lord continued to just knock. Subtly. And a lot of things entered my life at that time. And I... I had some new friends, and ironically, Brother Pete shared his testimony about meeting his wife. I, I met my wife during this period of time as well. And um, the Lord just continued knocking ever so quietly, not forcing, knocking. And it took a little bit of time. It took some time for me to finally open that door. The Lord patiently sat there and he knocked. For me, who was I? Austin Landry. The Lord is knocking upon your heart today. And maybe you've already accepted the Lord and maybe you've fallen away. The Lord continues to knock. He wants to rekindle that relationship. He wants to allow you to begin to make those choices that will lead you down the path of everlasting life. He's not given up on you, and I pray that you would not give up on him. You know, we live in, in an crazy time as we've been referencing we've got additional challenges facing us even throughout this week and 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 things that just bombard us and can seem so overwhelming 
But I'm going to go back to that message I had several weeks ago, month, almost two months ago now. He's got this. He had it then. He's got it two months ahead. He's got it two years ahead from now. He's got it 2,000 years ahead from now. He's going to continue to have this. And his desire is that you would make those choices in your life, that you would be there with him for eternity. And so we're going to continue to preach the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As long as we have breath within us, as Lehi was about to kind of lay down his life, he's trying to implore his children and tell his sons that they would know this. And so we're going to continue to tell you that you would know this as well. And I pray that you're encouraged by that. You know, sometimes it feels like a heavy weight because when we've got sin in our life, we got a little guilty conscience. I'll be honest with you. That's what I was struggling with for those months. I had a guilty conscience. Oh, the Lord can't be calling me. How can he call me? Look at all these things that I've done. I, I, I got nothing good to give. And he... And I was right, you know, I had nothing good to give. All good things come from God. He is the giver of all that is good. And he had already paved the way in sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die for Austin Landry and to die for all of you. You know, Brother Pete uh, encouraged you to reach out in the chat and I was chatting or we had some chats going on and, and coming through throughout the service and I was trying to interact a little bit that way as well um, just to kind of maybe prime the pump a little bit. <clears throat> the Lord is reaching out to you today. He wants to hear from you today. You know, we enjoy sharing this through YouTube and chatting and doing those things. I got a few text messages and it, it doesn't matter. The Lord wants to hear your praise today. The Lord wants to hear your amen. The Lord wants to hear that I want to choose you today. So reach out to the Lord, even more importantly than sharing it in the chat. Yeah, we, we, I encourage you to do that in weeks coming, um, if, if so be inclined. But reach out to the Lord. Give him your chat. Give him your praise. Allow him to be your choice. We're going to go ahead and close in prayer. Pray that God would bless you throughout this week. You know, sometimes we might make those bad choices, as Brother Pete said, and we pay the price sometimes of the bad choices that we make. Sometimes they're right out there for everybody to see. Sometimes they're hidden within our hearts, and the hidden sins or the hidden bad choices and the, and the, and the repercussions of those things. The Lord knows them all, and he loves you just the same. So reach out to him. Let's look to the Lord in prayer as we close. Heavenly Father, we come before you this day. We thank you for this opportunity that we have. We thank you for the free choice that you've given in us in our lives that we might choose you. And I pray today that those that are listening, those that will listen in the future, that will hear this message, I pray that they would seek to find you through your word through prayer, and through listening for your divine guidance and knocking upon their hearts, just as you did with me, a young man, many, many years ago. Lord, I pray that you would continue to knock upon the hearts of men and women 
throughout the ages of time. Lord, we know that uh, there's many things that are around us that are so discouraging, Father, can be so discouraging. But today we choose to believe in the victory of Jesus Christ. Lord, we don't know how these things are going to come to an end, but we know that you do. And so we are proclaiming victory today, not yet knowing how that victory will be won. But Lord, the greatest victory of all was claimed on that day when Jesus rose from the grave, proclaiming victory over death. Be with those that are in need today, Lord. We know that there are so many, whether it be afflictions of the heart, of the body, of the mind. Father, we pray that you would inspire them and that you might fill them today. Be with us until we can meet again, Father. Give us inspiration on how we would do that. Lead, guide, and direct us, Lord. And I proclaim and I pray that you would provide victory in the lives of those that will reach out to you today. Lord, we thank you. We praise you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, and have a great week. Proclaim the victory in Jesus Christ. Amen.